Well, I call here a building board the second core. Aaron Gator Chesto Firkino, Saran, Evan Shark, Shivshe, Kiluran, Febrina Tabuinchamak, Ek Collins Barracks, August X, August, and Tovok the Tarlishle Art Museum, the Hayden, and Naskashinato Firhovaktak, is Karamila Magia Sakhtan, Kure Chiak, this Vepochuks and Kilurishin. I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you all today as you celebrate the 20th anniversary of the opening of the Declarative Arts and History branch of the National Museum of Ireland uh, here at Collins Barracks. And I do join with you in paying tribute to all of those who have worked uh, practically, intellectually and every other way in bringing the collections that this wonderful building and this section of the museum makes possible not just for Irish publics but for so, for so many other uh, visitors. Uh, you made reference <coughs> to uh, uh, my own part maybe in the very early days 20 years ago. I should say to you uh, that in that period of 93 to 97 which was maybe one of the busiest and most exciting periods of my life, apart from being president, uh, uh, but uh, I, I think it's very important that I say that the securing of the site for the purposes that you would now see brought to fruition uh, owed very much uh, to the cooperation of somebody who was in government with me, and that's David Andrews. Um, that particular uh, coalition government had two different parties in it, then I was uh, a member of the Labour Party, and uh, David was a member of the Finn Hall Party. But we both saw uh, the opportunities that were there in relation to, the, to this site. It was at a perilous level of development. Uh, it had gone to auction, and uh, uh, there were bids submitted. And uh, the choices of what was the alternative to what you will all see today, and what so many of you worked to provide over the last 20 years, the competing bids was as a, 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 a parking space for articulated trucks, was one bid, and the other bid was of a form of housing from uh, one of the third level institutions in Dublin. I think that uh, the cooperation, uh, which would go on, remember, as well, because other things we were doing in that period, including the Irish film industry, uh, required the cooperation. Again, it was made possible by the cooperation between David Andrews as minister and myself. And uh, because we were able to operate across departments in cooperation, and there's a lesson, I think, in that. Very often, the best can be achieved when you do have cooperation. When you have, you referred correctly to uh, the vision that was there. So I, I've always uh, thought that. And I think the staff is very important. I actually didn't attend, I think, the actual opening all those 20 years ago because we had a trade dispute outside and there were pickets <laughs> and it would have uh, uh, been difficult to, to pass the picket even though I might have been associated with it. So these are all important issues in many cases, but often when I came down here over the years since in many cases, and I think of what a tragic mistake it would have been to miss the, miss the opportunity. May I just allow myself to say one other thing about what we had in mind at that time, because in my original vision, we were also involved in seeking to purchase part of the Liffey Valley, and been, there was, at this stage, we were doing stuff in relation to a number of the other institutions. And what 
was in mind was is that you would have public transport and it would do it, visit a chain of different significant sites and we would link heritage and archaeology and environment and all together. And I, I, I'm very pleased to hear you say that uh, your long-term vision is one that will be an integrated one of possibilities like that. I also say that uh, in many cases as well that uh, this, in order to bring it to its best fruition, uh, requires uh, uh, expenditure and it requires staff. I always would say, and I do say it and repeat, it remains my conviction, that it isn't only as it were because suddenly uh, cultural tourism became important, but this is the story of people and uh, all the story has to include all of its elements. Uh, I'm very interested as well, for example, in the history of the underclass of Ireland, because as I looked, for example, at one of the cradles that is made in a very beautiful piece of, of, of worked wood, is that people made cradles from things like sugons as well and so forth, and all of that is, is, is important. Now, that having been said, I've said already that it's a great pleasure at any time uh, to come to Collins Barracks. Another archived thought that might uh, interest you was, remember when, when we discussed it originally, David and I were very conscious that Collins Barracks <coughs> was historically the largest continually occupied military barracks in Europe. And therefore in my original design, when I went to cabinet, it had made provision for the continuing symbolic presence of the army to in fact uh, 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 continue, uh, uh, continue that tradition. I'm not responsible for anything after 1997. But this is a wonderful space. And then as, again, as we have just completed uh, the different events for recalling 2019-16, the barracks, of course, played such a very significant role in that. And indeed in World War I and, uh, and so many. And when I think of people like Francis Ledwidge and others who would, have come, who would have come up here. It stretches back three centuries, uh, beginning its life as the Royal Barracks, and Collins Barracks was a, a, a originally erected as a net part of a network of barracks connecting the six main Irish garrisons. And I think, therefore, it has lived through all of the periods of history in which different uh, efforts at independence were made, but also and with different expeditions from Ireland were conducted. Wolf Tone was court-martialed and imprisoned after the 1798 rebellion. I have some people coming uh, to look in, at Oris and Uthron. One of the pictures owned outright by, uh, by Oris and Uthron is the Battle of Ballina Hinch. Uh, I think also as well as that, that I've mentioned already World War I, 220 soldiers marched to their death in Gallipoli during the First World War, and they were here. I think then again, uh, the rebellion troops took up positions, uh, uh, tackled rebel positions on Usher's Island and at the Four Courts <coughs> and at the GPO during the 1916 Rising. It, the building is, of course, named after the first commander-in-chief of the Irish Free State Army. And I think there we are entering again into a new period now, which will be very, very challenging. Uh, I was only looking at the figures the other day, that 53,000 people uh, joined the Free State Army, including my uncle who served in Rinmore, 
and then 15,000 were incarcerated, which included my father. And then you had, in addition to that, coming a man for, and then 50 members and so on. And we'll be very challenged as we face into that period in doing what we did very successfully, I believe, in 2016, uh, remembering and remembering uh, in an ethical, inclusive way that will uh, enable us all to understand a very great deal more. I think it is maybe one of the most striking figures in our the battle for independence is Thomas Clark, and the main quadrangle is named after him. Uh, and I think uh, he symbolises very much the long struggle uh, for independence. And indeed, Mrs Clark would go on to have very strong political views on a number of issues, including the role of women, uh, right through the 1930s. I think, uh, as it is, as the location for the Decorative Arts and History branch of the museum, it has, since the 1990s, been a custodian of our rich heritage. If the word for Sauliacht is more powerful than the word imagination, the word Eirocht is probably in Irish more powerful than the word heritage itself. Eirocht includes <coughs> something much wider uh, than the English word heritage. Uh, it is, refers to a kind of a legacy of the mind and of the spirit. Uh, heritage is more material in its uh, etymology. I think that the artistic works, they reflect the society and the time uh, in which they were created. Around that time as well, I remember a big debate about the, the Hunt Museum uh, in, 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 in Limerick, which had a, a very interesting purpose. It addressed in museum strategy and policy, the, the, the instinctive wish of children in particular to handle objects and encounter their function and a, a very tactile thing. All of this, I think that there's in many cases, uh, at that stage we were very fortunate in the 1990s, sometimes, and it was controversial, some of the source money which triggered the money that we could get from the European Union. But I can say that not a penny of it was misspent. Everything spent in the cultural area uh, gave us such a rich, a rich reward. And it enabled us to deepen our, our understanding of citizenship. I think the spaces like the one we're celebrating today are very important. If I said it is important to fund this properly, it's also important to staff it properly. And I think that uh, when you look into uh, the future in many cases, um, this is work that is highly, highly, highly talented people are attracted to, but I would like to see uh, adequate staffing uh, uh, made available. It's great, it's Martian, it's more than pleasure to have a local. Le Ahantis Carter, who are talking to win in the branch in the alley in the Marshall, Augustarard, who is museum here in Augustine, made the queer and shellish and cult, le culture or so key. It's such a great pleasure as president to be able to acknowledge the staff the imagination and the initiatives that are being taken uh, and really are being made available not just to this generation but to future generations. I mean what you hold, the museum holding half a million objects in its uh, decorative arts and history collection alone, 21 separate exhibitions and really I know uh, that uh, the, these exhibitions have been so successful they have also been very, 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 very popular because of the range and breadth that they en enable us to get the unique insights into so much human thought and experience. 
For example, as we have just seen going through the Irish silver, when you lose the excessive ornate periods in which a basic material like silver is put reflective of the aesthetic of the, of, of the time. I came here last year to open Portrait of a Century, um, a photographic celebration of the diversity of our people, not only of our people in the sense, in a flat sense, but in terms of the lives they'd lived. And their stories are very much written as much in their hands as in their faces. And it was a wonderful exhibition that those images were a powerful evocation of the achievements and also the vulnerabilities and commitments of an intellectual, political, artistic, sporting kind. And it was a wonderful exhibition. And today I've had the opportunity again of looking at... Uh, I wish I had a great deal more time to, to two or three of the current exhibitions located here in Collins Barracks. And I want to congratulate those who've curated them and those who've assisted in any way. I think that, uh, for example, Shemesini's description of how these inherited objects that I've been looking at, they provide, as he put it, as a point of entry into a common emotional ground of memory and belonging. And I thought of those words again as I went around, um, looking at the, the Irish the furniture design in the Reconstructor Rooms exhibition. And three and a half decades of changing Irish fashion through a retrospective of the work of the renowned Abe Jorgensen. I should tell you that in the period I've been describing, 93 to 97, when I was the founding minister for Arts College in the Gaeltacht, I met Abe Jorgensen. And at this time, I was uh, under assault for building an empire, as it was called. Because there were bits of different things coming to the new department, which it needed if it was going to have clout at the cabinet meeting and as film is arriving and broadcasting and all of this. And he said, and you should take fashion as well. And he believed that uh, fashion rightly belonged with the uh, arts culture and the culture. I uh, w was under sufficient pressure to manage the emerging empire at the time, uh, but I, I, I could see the logic of what he was suggesting. Because each piece of craftsmanship and each designed object and show, they reflect lives lived and stories written. And really, I think as well, on that exhibition in the Jorgensen one, there's not just a celebration of eye and craft and design in the narrow sense, but all of the skills of cutting and of line and flow. It's, they're, it's, they're, very, they're very, very beautiful uh, pieces. And particularly the fact that the original drawings and sketches uh, are, are there. They're a reminder of the gratitude we owe to designers, artists, craftsmen. And it's very interesting that on, in relation to things like textile construction and others, uh, very often the rewards for as a very well-designed piece in the modern world uh, flows without much respect for the intellectual property of the original a designer, a matter which is a European matter. I think then art has always transcended cultural barriers and is an expression of the most basic instincts of humanity. And I think that the new and different patterns we'll have seen, the shadow of Sirisha, for example, Japanese and Irish art in clay, is a fitting memorial of the of course, of the founding of the diplomatic ties between our two countries. What a good way to celebrate that. But it also shows how contemporary sculpture from two island nations, 
the extremities in turn of Asia and Europe can speak to us about their unique and separate past, but also of the possibilities of material and how um, the tactile sense of, of, of that particular form of, of clay uh, is so important. I think there are so many exhibitions housed here in Collins Barracks. They give us a great understanding, obviously, of a more contemporary political, military and social history. But they're so important that you are introducing more and more connections, not only within Ireland, but abroad. I do want to thank Catherine Haney, the chair of the museum, uh, for her invitation to come here this morning. On Quira Hill Shidam, Agus Maragut Bay Quira Jeho Sanamenu or Chilkudi Collins Barracks. I also want to thank, as I repeat again, all those who have worked, Ietsan, Avia Gobor Godin, Harna Blianta, all those who've worked with such care and dedication uh, to ensure this is the ongoing success of the decorative arts and history branch of the National Museum of Ireland here at Collins Barracks. The thought has arisen to me again of those discussions we had about all the material in Dangan uh, in, in, in those days. I think as well our cultural heritage is many forms. Uh, it's part of our identity. In ways, the current difficulties we have in Europe may not have ever arisen if we had paid greater attention to culture, because it is what people say in the street, what people find beautiful. That always flew across borders and was always more important in the true definition of European. We were European long before the European Union, but we're enthusiastic members of the European Union. But it's a Europe of peoples, rather than a set of peoples who are adjusted uh, to fiscal imperatives. I think it's very important, if I might finish, I know you are in the process of finalising the master plan. I do, for the full development of all four sites belonging to the museum, is Squim Gakrak, Spanakdari, Agassi, Digdalaman, and a high brechin. Agassi, Guim, Nilene Avrasarmak, Wilshatovak. I'm so aware that what has been achieved. But may I add a, a, footna a footnote in myself? I'm also conscious of what could be achieved at Turlock House. Indeed, at all of the sites, if the appropriate uh, allocations are made for, for their development. Turlock House is incredibly important. And I think when you're coming in, as we come now, for example, into another period of <coughs> commemorations, we should be able to release the capacity of all of our cultural institutions so as to be able to participate uh, in a way. Because the demand is there for people of all generations and it is the right thing to do. And it just doesn't have to be justified by any contemporary criteria. It will and always be uh, important. So, I can't tell you what great pleasure it gives me to be able to come along after 20 years and to be able to, as President of Ireland, acknowledge all that you have done and to wish you every success and blessing as you expand this work and place the issues of culture and heritage and design, which is so important. Isn't it just wonderful to see? I remember all the work that Justin Keating and others when they were trying to stress the importance in Ireland of design and so on. But what a great, rich talent we, we have now. And you're part of making it all possible for the future. I so wish you all well. And thank you once again for the invitation to come along.